0: This is the Business Marketing and Finance Podcast, the podcast for all your business, marketing, and financial needs. Get insight from experienced professionals as they delve deep into their passions and share their knowledge each week with your host, Daryl James. Like to follow or learn more? You know what to do. Hit that subscribe button now.
1: Welcome, everyone, to this week's BMF Podcast. I'm your host Dow James and my next guest is a fiction and non-fiction author, screenplay writer and mentor. Passionate about encouraging others to write and create change, welcome Winnie Alexander to the Business Marketing Finance Podcast.
2: Hi, hello, hi, thanks for having me.
1: Great having the show Winnie. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey, what it was like growing up and how you made the turning point to be the woman who you are today?
2: Right, okay. Um, Well, I've always been literally a creative person when it comes to writing and just in kind of practically as well. I've always been a very creative person. Mm -hmm. So um, I found that I had a passion for writing um, when I was at school. Yeah. So in my last couple of years at school, I just was always top of the class for English, drama, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of developed a passion for writing short stories. Yeah. And also plays at school. Um, I also wrote plays for like, you know, the sixth form and the, the higher years above me.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, it, it was just something that came naturally. And obviously teachers and other people around me kind of noticed that I had a gift, that I had a talent for it. Yeah. Um, and usually my mates would be down the park or out riding their bikes, etc. And yeah. I would be in my room literally writing. Because oh, wow. it's just something I love to do.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, I love to find inspirational places to write. I used to go and sit by the river because where I'm from, um, I literally grew up in this very small town called Burton on Trent. Not sure if you've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's literally a little country town. So there's lots oh. of little places to go and hide in the country, like in the yeah. park by the river, etc. Mm-hmm. And I just was always kind of. Doing that basically, and just writing and writing and writing. Yeah. My dad used to call me the dictionary because if you needed to know how a word was spelled, it wow. would, you know, Winnie, how do you spell this? Like he would call because I knew how to literally spell every word. Yeah, I wow. think When I was about six years old, yeah. um, I was my favorite book was my dad's dictionary. I just used to go through it and just try and learn words. Oh, no. um, And then even just uh, a few months ago, um, my sister said, do you remember this book? And she gave me the dictionary and it had um, all my little scribbles in it from Mm -hmm. when I was younger Mm -hmm. and um, had learned to spell my name. Like, you know, I just used to just kind of write everything in that little dictionary. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I've just always loved writing. Um, It's always been a passion. I have been writing now um, for, let's see, for many years for well over well over 20 years now i think yeah. i wrote my, my first proper book mm-hmm. i wrote i was probably maybe about what 1819 yeah, 20 yeah. before that i was just kind of writing short short stories um mm-hmm. yeah so yeah that's a little bit about me really Oh, cool!
1: So you mentioned that you uh, you grew up in Burton on Trent. Um, I understand you studied in Worcester as well as Birmingham. What made you change um, the location
2: for study? Right. Okay. Well, I kind of took a shift um, mm-hmm. around the age of uh, sixteen. Um, like my mom and dad would be like, "Okay, so what do you want to do with your life? You yeah. uh, know, all like you don't want to just write. You know, writing is not going to pay the bills. You need to find a career, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing." Um, yeah. So my other passion was um, hairdressing, doing hair. Um, mm-hmm. Again, a creative skill that I was good at. Yeah. Um, so I basically started to pursue a course in hair, but I wanted to study like black hair and beauty. And in Burton, mm-hmm. at that particular time, that college, um, there was only one college, very small town, and they didn't yeah. actually facilitate all, um, black hair and beauty, Afro hair. Mm-hmm. So I did have older siblings that lived in Birmingham. Yeah. So I basically moved to Birmingham and I pursued my course in hair and beauty mm. in Birmingham. Um, and then I've literally kind of been in Birmingham ever since, um, back and forth. I have moved around quite a bit. Um, yeah, yeah. I also um, did my degree in Birmingham, sociology mm. and psychology. Um, I took a shift from hair into kind of psychology because, mm. because I did own my own hair and beauty salon also. Oh, wow. Okay, nice. But you find nice. that as the hairdresser, you become the counsellor when everyone comes in with their issues and their problems. <sighs> yeah. That was inspiration for me to write, you know, yeah. um, and to learn about the world and things that people go through, etc. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then I kind of thought, well, you know, I'm good at that. Let me kind of shift to the psychology side of things. So I did yeah. my that and then um I decided to go on to uh Worcester University for uh, the mentoring and coaching um, in my master's yeah oh
1: nice Um, nice
2: so um yeah a bit of a shift here and there but in the back room I was always a writer and I suppose that the advantage that I had was when it came to studying and doing essays and doing dissertations the writing came very very useful
1: yeah I can imagine I can imagine so I see that you have a passion for mentoring do you get a sense of fulfillment in mentoring what are some of the success stories that you've come across over your years of doing mentoring
2: yeah with uh mentoring um it's more kind of what I do was more like I started off kind of doing inspirational mentoring I used to basically the way that came about was when I left university yeah Um, I kind of uh I kind of went into different volunteering roles. And one of those roles was um, as a support worker stroke mentor, um, yeah. working with vulnerable women. Okay. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, I started off by mentoring them and kind of pulling them up off the ground, literally, basically, mm-hmm. just trying to, you know, they're, they're ready to kind of start a new chapter in their life. They've been yeah. for a time Mm -hmm. and um yeah so basically they've been through a traumatic time um and they're ready to kind of start a new chapter so I kind of give them the strength I suppose um mentoring them up um you know kind of practically and also Mm -hmm. just kind of giving them that inspiration and you know delivering kind of motivational talks and also um teaching them and kind of coaching and mentoring them in setting up their own business that kind of thing whatever it may be yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where the mentoring came in. Um, when mm-hmm. I took that role on, um, my line manager, when she interviewed me, she says it, it is for mentoring, it is a mentoring role. Um, yeah. You'll be doing kind of support work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just found that when I was, uh, that again, mentoring is something that literally came naturally because I put these workshops together, I deliver like a, a motivational talk. Yeah. And yeah. I would only expect to have maybe two or three ladies in that group session and by the time the session ended Mm -hmm. the room was full you know all my um, colleagues were in there as well and they were all all by what I had to offer and it was just basically about you know kind of helping them to recognise their strengths as as women and forward and kind of embracing their passion and their natural talent in life Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and uh, that's what I love to do Um, and then obviously I kind of shifted again with the mentoring, and yeah. then I went into uh, work to work. So I work in Birmingham University as an mm-hmm. academic mentor. Mm-hmm. And again, that was kind of um, working with young students, and a lot of the students were disabled as well. Yeah. Um, so they're kind of like in their last year doing their degree, yeah, and yeah. I was just kind of coach and mentor them into um, you know like employability skills and kind of how to start off their career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, what things to look out for, you know, don't mm. expect that you're gonna finish your degree and just end up in, you know, a job next week that pays a hundred grand a year. It doesn't work like that, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Holding their hands and taking them through the pro through the process and you know, yeah. maybe getting them directed and set up with like employment agencies because Yeah, I mean, at the moment, I do uh, careers advising um, part-time, so I kind of have some experience in the welfare-to-work sector, that kind of thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. And
1: do you yourself have a mentor, or have you had different mentors over the years?
2: Um, I haven't had. um, I can't put my finger on a specific mentor that I've had, no. Um, No, I have learned from people, from various people around me in the past, but I've not had a specific mentor that I can say has uh-huh. literally held my hand and, you know, yeah. kind of pulled me up. No, I haven't, no.
1: Okay. Okay. You sound like you um, have a lot of uh, experience with that uh, when it comes to yeah. the, uh, supporting I, people. I,
2: I, yeah, I do feel with the mentoring and supporting people, that has something that has basically developed from my own life experiences. Um, You mm-hmm. know, I've kind of had to you know, struggle a lot um, as a lone parent as well, a single parent, Mm -hmm. and just kind of, you know, continue to kind of encourage and motivate myself and push myself through. And, you know, I've just always been a determined person. I'm always Mm -hmm. determined to get the job done. I don't Mm -hmm. like to give up. And I've always found good results and I've always been rewarded by that. And I've always been commended for that because, you know, I can say that I've got, I've raised two children. Um, They're, well, one's 17. My son is 17. He's now studying business. Um, So he runs for Birchford Harriers. So he's a professional athlete. Um, My daughter, she's a a newly qualified English teacher at secondary school, Mm -hmm. um, teaching secondary kids. And Mm -hmm. I've literally, you know, kind of, you know, had to raise them on my own. And it's kind of like, once uh, people and other women mainly kind of see you pushing through and they see kind of what your kids have come to. Yeah. And it's like, you know, well, I remember when he used to, she used to do hairdressing and those kids used to be in that shop, yeah, you know, yeah. till half 11 at night, like sleeping in the waiting room on those chairs. And she was working till all hours in the morning yeah, and yeah. she by herself. And, Again, even though it was a struggle, people kind of bear witness to that struggle and mm-hmm. it's kind of, it motivates them. And yeah. you don't really realise that you've got people kind of watching you from afar. But, yeah. Yeah. you know, over the years, people will, you know, come to me and say, wow, like, you know, you've done really well. I remember like you was always on your own with those two kids Yeah, you yeah. Know, and you, you made it through. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I just continue to push through and do what I do. I mean, like I say, I love to help other people. I love to inspire other people and also kind of help people to tap into their natural talents and their natural that's gifts it. and abilities. Yeah. Um, mm. you know, and mine was was writing and that's how I expressed myself yeah. through writing. And, you know, if other people, you know, there may, there's maybe, I don't know, music, you know, mm. embrace that, express your thoughts mm. um, through music. Um, yeah, I do believe that By embracing whatever talent it is that we have, that is kind of, you know, one of our literally ultimate goals in life.
1: Yeah. You know, when you write your stories, um, do you write your stories with the young
2: people in mind? Yes. um, With young people in mind, I can say, right, okay, so we've got. We live in a crazy world. We're living in this crazy world and the, the children are literally our future you know Mm -hmm. it's like time goes so quickly before you know it these kids running around you know coming up to you we're going to be looking up to them Mm -hmm. and we kind of need to you know instill in them some form of you know discipline and kind of like you know groom them and get them ready for you know wherever we're going to be in like 50 years time etc yeah so when I'm writing um what I tend to write about, especially with the uh, fictional stories, yeah. I try and focus on problems that we face in this world today. So mm-hmm. just like the, the book that I've just written, um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Ali's Cats and the Mystical Journey, yes. um, basically that is looking at um, the big issue we have with trophy hunting and mm-hmm. the killing of wild animals and how they're becoming extinct and mm-hmm. people you know, men are killing them, men and women are killing them just for a sport, for fun. And, you know, it's destroying our planet because obviously I do believe that, you know, the wild animals, they're here for a reason, they help to balance out the planet and Mm -hmm. we need them, it's part, they're part of nature. So that is a, is a situation that is, you know, it's very dear to my heart. So I thought I'm going to write about that, you know, I would like my kids and other kids growing up to recognize what's happening around them in this world Uh and kind of, you know, if they can try and do something about it, maybe we can't do anything about it in this generation, but they may be able to. Uh So I try and get situations down on paper. And so what I did with that is I turned that into a fictional story Uh and, um, I find like a solution to that issue in yeah. a fictional way to make it exciting to read. So, yeah. um, can I just kind of sift over what the what the Oh yeah, sure. But uh, in a nutshell, it's basically about this young girl. Um, you know, she's in the early twenties. Again, she's young. She's not really sure about what she wants to do with her life. Um, mm-hmm everything that her parents kind of push her towards, she's not really interested in doing. um, But she has kind of, she feels like she's going for a, spiritually, she's going for a change. Like different things are happening to her. She's decided to become vegetarian. She doesn't want to eat meat anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, She's making little changes in her life. And also strange things start to happen to her that are unexplained. um, Like Mm -hmm. she will have um, dreams about like helping animals, and she's always had a passion for animals. Yeah. And then, um, basically, she um, is work is working in this grand museum, and there's mm-hmm. lots of kind of old um, pieces in there, some old artifacts, ancient pieces in there. Uh-huh. And she has a fascination with a certain piece of um, an Egyptian deity called Bastet, uh-huh. um, and her two um, felines that stand behind her. So. Uh-huh. The Egyptian goddess Bastet, she's like the Egyptian goddess of cats, basically. Oh, okay. um, so basically, um, Ali, the young girl in the story, has a fascination with this. And one night when she's walking home, she sees like a shooting star. Yeah. And the shooting star just happens to land in the alleyway near where she's walking. Mm. And as she tries to investigate, she kind of goes down this alleyway and she sees this little glowing light. It looks like a little candle kind of burning. Yeah. She moves away all the rubble and all the cardboard um, and she finds two beautiful little kittens.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, however, Ali doesn't know that these little kittens are just no ordinary kittens. Um, mm-hmm. So in a nutshell, who these kittens are, are obviously um, kittens that have been sent from another dimension. Um, by Bastet uh, in the Egyptian era and their mission is to basically, um, well, they transform into these wild beasts like these, um, you know, wild cats um, Mm -hmm. that are very mystical, they're magical, they have superpowers and their mission is to be with Ali, and Ali is their guide in the in the, in her era, in the, yeah. this dimension, and they basically go on a mission to destroy trophy hunting and save all the wild animals across the world. So oh, cool. they will basically be jumping through portals, yeah. Ali will be um, lying on her sofa with the kittens, with oh, the right. cats, and then they're basically called... Um, they're called kind of telepathically um, mm-hmm. by their leader, who is really Bastet, and she mm-hmm. basically calls them into, um, through this porthole, and they will go to, they'll be in London. They're yeah. basically in London. And then they'll be called to like Africa or, yeah. you know, um, Zimbabwe, different parts of Africa. Yeah, and they'll yeah. be basically going out and just saving lions from being killed, elephants from being killed. Yeah. And they're also kind of, um, Destroying and blowing up these uh, <laughs> hunters yeah. and, you know, with their rifles, they yeah, yeah. knocking them out and um, they're also kind of healing um, animals that have been injured or shot. Um, mm. So, yeah, with their magical gifts. Yeah. And it's a very heartwarming story. It's yeah, a very yeah. mythical story, but it gives hope for a situation that we're having to deal with in this world. Yeah. So, it's about when I work with young kids, I get them to kind of, you know, just express and, you know, use their imagination and, you know, give me like, you know, give me a situation that you're not happy about, you know, mm-hmm. what we're in this world right now. Someone mm-hmm. might say, I don't know, the war on terror or the children yeah. dying in Syria, you know, well, you know, talk to me about that. If you was, if you can imagine how you could mystically or magically solve that problem, yeah. you know, yeah. what would you do? Put it yeah. on paper. You know, open up your imagination and yeah. obviously it 's all fiction, but it kind of gives them that drive and it instills in them a passion to actually go out and help our world and save our world, and you know kind of strive for that world peace because ultimately that 's what our aim should be you know world yeah, peace yeah. Um, so whether the issue is in politics um, i 've also got another story story that i 'm writing, sorry. Uh Um, That focuses on um, our young, mainly our young black men Uh in America that are being gunned down day by day Uh by police out there. Um, Uh Again, another situation very close to my heart. I won't get into it too much, but Uh yeah, I have another story that I'm writing around that situation. Uh And again, I'm hoping that the young people will, you know, read that and kind of, you know, in their own way because. The young people coming up, you know, obviously they're a new generation. They will have new innovative ideas and fresh ideas, yeah. you know, that would probably think, you know, oh, never a thought of that, you know, but mm-hmm. they're new, they're coming in with a new knowledge, you know, and a lot of them, we should really be learning from them because they're coming in with new gifts. And yeah, yeah, yeah. feel like we should really, you know, like home in on that and appreciate that, you know, because mm-hmm. I think um, our generation growing up, You know, we were kind of taught to like, you know, keep our mouth shut when adults were talking, know know your place, you know, it's not for you to say, you're just a child. Uh But I do believe with our generation and our young ones that we're bringing up, they do have a lot to offer when it comes to a new knowledge, you know, a new mind. Mm -hmm. It's like, I do feel that our children literally are our future and I do feel that good change will be made in the future. Yeah. we've got to this planet, and I just feel we need to kind of nurture that in them and help them to kind of express it and bring yeah. it out more because we need them they're not you know we're not having children for no reason there's a reason for them coming through and being so talented and uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, kind of they they have a lot to offer so yeah. i basically my goal is working with young kids in writing is to kind of bring that out in them, you know
1: yeah yeah, um, help yeah. Them to express. Now, you self publish all your books, right? Is that correct?
2: Yeah. So at the moment, I've decided to self-publish on Amazon. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, at the moment. Is
1: is that the only platform that you currently sell your books? And if so, why just Amazon?
2: Um, Well, yeah, it is the only one at the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. To be fair, I do find Amazon literally very easy to use, Mm -hmm. (laughs) very easy to, to use, very easy to Easy to sorry to kind of edit and format your work and yeah, just yeah. Kind of, it's a very quick process as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. In the years I've kind of um, over the years I've uh, I have approached um, independent publishers, mm-hmm. um, but I just feel like uh, you know, with the independent publishers, sometimes they may want to just you know take your work and tweet your work and kind of you know kind of change the message that you're trying to put out there. And also, again, you know, a lot of uh, publishers also may, um, you know, obviously they may reject your work as well because I have approached a lot of publishers in the past and they're like, well, yeah, this is a lovely book, Winnie, but it isn't what we're looking for right now. And I do feel like it's something that should be out there right now, that people need to hear this message because a lot of my books carry a message of situations that need to be addressed. but don't get me wrong, I do write about, you know, other stuff. I write um, about romance and like sci-fi and uh-huh. different kinds of things. But I just felt that with the self-publishing, obviously, you know, it would be like my own kind of platform to like push out what I wanted to push out at that particular time and promote yeah. it in the way I want to promote it. Yeah. Basically. But my aim is basically um, to focus on young people coming up. I mean, the... Um, the book that I've just written, Ali's Cats. that's kind of, it ranges from about, I'd probably say about 11 to 12 years old up to, you know, whatever age. So yeah. 12 plus, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I do feel anyone 12 years and older can relate to it. So it's for kids, young people and adults, really. Um yeah. what what has been the
1: biggest hurdle that you faced while self-publishing because i know a lot of people you know they they talk about being able to actually uh, get their book out there to um get it seen and noticed what's what's the biggest hurdle that you found in publishing your book
2: Um the biggest hurdle i would say is um i would say marketing or mm-hmm. with marketing you kind of get out what you put in mm-hmm. um you have to really dedicate the time you know, putting a good few hours each day or every other day, just kind of promoting uh-huh. um, your book, and literally, if you know, if I had a, a literally a, a literary agent, someone yeah. that wore that for me, then you know, great. But I do feel that even if I did have one, uh-huh. I would sort of be on their case all the time. Like, you know, so you know, which which market are we focusing on today? Like, yeah. yeah. I would you know, I would literally be doing that all myself anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, I suppose I can invest the time to do that. I don't mind doing it. It's something that I don't mind doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know some people may not feel that they want to kind of do that marketing process.
1: Yeah.
2: You know? and, and so I just write the book and just, that's it. I've written the book. I
1: don't, I don't want to do any more. Yeah. And what are the best ways you've found to market your books?
2: Um. I find basically to start with friends and family, um, start with the people around you who, um, you know, you kind of, not only, you know, you kind of admire and um, admire them and you want their support. It's kind of, a. Uh, I I would say with marketing, definitely start with the people around you, promote your book to the people around you, friends family, social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of like, you know, each one teach one, each one tell another, yeah, um, yeah. And that's kind of how it's worked for me, basically. Um, recently I kind of bumped into an old friend of mine, uh, who I haven't seen in over 20 years. Um, he's wow. now, uh, um, he's now, uh, headmaster at a school private school in london south london um, mm-hmm. he spent many years um over in the east in egypt teaching yeah. uh, and he recently wrote my book wow Winnie, i can't believe i haven't seen you in years you've written a book um, let me read it i have to read it so he jumped on amazon bought it read yeah. it in one night and oh, yes. he over inspired with it and he said that you know potentially i would like you to come down to london mm-hmm. i'd like to interview with the kids and like to do a review on your book with the children that i'm teaching oh, so nice. yeah i mean just kind of little things like that i mean and also with the uh the young um the spark young writers team that i work with um mm-hmm. voluntarily um again kind of pushing it out and promoting it that way um through the work i do with young kids um yeah. you know obviously I do feel if you've got the time and effort to promote your book um, yourself, it's, it's worthwhile because you kind of, you see everything happening and flourishing kind of from scratch. You know, I approach different libraries. Mm-hmm. i got my book at the libraries. Um, you can go to the library and, get, you know, take it out, loan it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when I work with, um, sorry, I work with a company called uh, Writing West Midlands, mm-hmm. and they're running... Um, a young writers group it's called spark young writers mm-hmm. so every saturday of the month it's running for about a year and um, mm-hmm. we'll be based um myself and another professional writer will be based at um birmingham central library and we basically teach um young kids how to write creatively mm-hmm. um aged um they're aged between 8 and 17 mm-hmm. so obviously my uh my book is in that library and also um I'll be kind of using it as, um, you know, kind of like a prop to kind of, uh, get the kids brains, um, ticking and get their imagination going. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Um, do you you have any suggestions for upcoming writers to become better writers? I know you've been writing for well over, um, well, since she was, I think it was eight, you said you was or six.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, six to eight obviously you know obviously at age six and eight the grammar and the punctuation wasn't quite there but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was writing what I what I could write um Mm -hmm. but yeah um advice tips to young writers coming up um definitely definitely um you know read read other books and be inspired by other books Mm -hmm. um You know, kind of learn about how to put together plots and, you know, punctuation, grammar. By reading other books, you can kind of get that extra little piece of education that you need around actually writing. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, um, just literally write. The main message I would say is basically just write because a lot of the time people sit around talking about Mm -hmm. experiences that they've gone through. Yeah. and hurdles that they've had to jump. And, you know, I had a situation in my life where, you know, I almost died what you know, I spent eight months in hospital, but now I'm here to tell the story, yeah. you know, put it in writing, um, yeah. get it down on paper, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, just kind of start to write. Because the thing is, I do find writing to be quite magical. You know, it's a, it's yeah. a beautiful thing to me because I will have a little idea Mm -hmm. like a little light bulb idea and I've literally wrote a paragraph Mm -hmm. and then I find that as I start to write that paragraph then turns into a page and turns into three A4 pages Mm -hmm. four A4 pages and before I know it I've literally drafted at least a quarter or half of a book so Mm -hmm. if you have like a natural ability or you feel you might not even have a natural ability you just have an idea just get it on paper Mm, mm. you know what people put things on paper and it's you know it's scuffed to the back of the drawer or the cupboard or under the bed Mm. years later you'll find it and you'll think oh yeah I remember that I was actually going to write a book or try and write a book you know just write or just type you know yeah yeah and it just kind of comes naturally you know for me it does come very very naturally um and it becomes I just have kind of gained a love for writing because it's like you like to build up the suspense and the mystery, like yeah. and kind of leave everything with an opening as to what's going to happen next. So you feel like you've got an obligation to finish that book. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So just be creative and just play around with things really. And just, yeah. just write. Um, and I feel like the rest will come. Yeah, that
1: leads me on very well to the next question actually, because um, you mentioned about reading quite a lot of different books. What are the top three books that have made the most impact on your life, and why?
2: Wow, top three. Yeah. Right. Well, I can say definitely one that will always stay with me is um, The Alchemist. I don't know if you've read The Alchemist.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, by uh, is it Paul? I can never pronounce his surname. <laughs> I think yeah, Cléo. Um, Cleo or something like that. Poyo, yeah. Basically, I think it's Paul Cahello or something like that. The Alchemist, brilliant book. Yeah. I read that book back in um, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. And that book, I literally, I remember reading that book about six times, beginning to end. Wow. Um, and yeah. that book has always inspired me. Anytime I. would anytime I'd be catching a plane or jumping on a flight, yeah. if I read any book, it's that book. And I know I've read it already, but it just takes me through the flight. I just want nice. to keep it. yeah. um, Because it's, uh, again, it's imaginative. It's like, you know, the world is my oyster. I can go anywhere. I can do yeah. anything.
0: Yeah. Experience
2: anything. I can, you know, you want to kind of delve into the mysteries of the world and, you know, what lies beyond that kind of thing. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of, you know, where my mind is, that's how I like to write, you know, yeah, I like yeah. to kind of, I'm a very spiritual person naturally, so I like to kind of step into other realms and discover this and what's out there, what's beyond the stars, etc. cetera. You know, yeah. the world's joy, to play with it, you know, use yeah. your imagination.
1: Yeah, def- definitely help you um, reach your goals and your dreams, definitely with that book. What, what are yeah. the other two books that, that have inspired you?
2: Right, other two books, um, Oddly enough, um, there was one book that I loved to read at um, when I was at school. Now, I think I was quite young when i um, I think it was literally the very first book I'd ever read. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was called um, Wednesday Cried. Okay. And it was actually about, I'm a lover of cats. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this book was actually about cats. I didn't have any cats back then. I think I was at... Um, I think it was at junior school actually I got this book mm-hmm. out of the library and it was called Wednesday Cried and it was about seven cats and they're all n- named like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday Yeah, and mm-hmm. they used to basically just get up to mischief. Um yeah. and I think Wednesday got um, they all used to hang around together and Wednesday got lost mm-hmm. she basically went into the fishmongers mm-hmm. and got locked in there for a few nights because <laughs> she mm-hmm. would go in there and kind of eat all the fish or the other <laughs> fish <family. laughs> Yeah. And she literally when they found her, uh, she just couldn't stop crying. But each cat had their own different personality. Mm-hmm. Um, one was cheeky, one was funny, one was grumpy, a little bit like the seven dwarfs. But that to me, even though it was a very small and short story, mm-hmm. it's something that stayed with me because there was like a very clear message um in the story. Um, again, I suppose uh the message in that story was uh basically kind of I suppose it was about discipline because the cats were disciplined they had to stay together but Wednesday obviously you know went against the grain and she went and did her own thing and she learned from it um but as a child at that age it's something that stayed with me and kind of taught me a little message because I'm um a young sibling of 12 so Mm -hmm. I have there's 12 of us basically same parents I'm the youngest and I've always been quite close to my brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and I kind of read that book and I thought, oh, well maybe I should always like stay with my brothers and sisters. Cause if I wonder, I am going to get lost. It's not going to be very good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I mean that book, um, it did stay with me and um, they, it's not, you know, I don't think it's in production anymore. I don't think you can buy it. It took me ages to Google it um, a few months ago and actually find it, online but it's no longer available but yeah um so that's kind of stayed with me that book mm-hmm. um and any other books let me see um I actually don't have I don't feel I could give you a third one okay because all the other books have just been quite neutral yeah yeah, um, yeah I mean I've never been to anything been into like harry potter or anything like that or Mm so
1: (laughs) no it's cool (laughs) so winnie if you could tell your younger self anything what would it be
2: if i could tell my younger self anything what would it be it would be okay so i'm turning around i'm looking down i'm looking at my 10 year old self yes it would be you know follow your heart Mm -hmm. follow your dreams motivate yourself i find it very important not to look to others to motivate you try and Mm self-motivate you know obviously it's good depending on what situation you're in you know sometimes you do feel like you need to be motivated by someone obviously Mm -hmm. but try and keep that motivation going yourself self-motivate yourself push yourself i find that by doing that it gives me determination um keep going and keep going and just you know cross every bridge basically um mm-hmm. yeah um not be um not be easily influenced as as well you know mm-hmm. follow your own heart follow your own mind you know your path isn't the same as sally's path next to you mm-hmm. you know yeah just um follow your heart follow that good feeling that sorry that gut feeling that mm-hmm. little voice in your head uh you know i do feel that we're all here for a purpose you know everybody has their own natural gifts Mm. tap into that you know you know embrace it find out more about it you know I do see nowadays it's nice to see a lot of people actually you know saying oh well, I'm in a nine-to-five job Um, I don't really like doing what I'm doing it pays the bills but what I really want to do what my real passion is is this you know I'm not saying give up your job and go and do it but you know at least try and build on it as a hobby. And hopefully one day you know it will happen, the magic will happen yeah, and, yeah. And because I do believe that you know life is for living, and where you know we should uh, we should you know just kind of work to live and not live to work basically just yeah, uh, yeah. um so yeah, uh, a message to myself would be follow your dreams, follow your heart um always kind of and the um, you know, the helping hand that you're looking for is at the end of your arm. You know, because I've learned to kind of get the job done and do things myself rather yeah. than relying on people. And you said you was yeah. going to do this for me, but you haven't done it yet. You know, just uh, just push through. Just uh, you never know, you could do a better job than that person you're waiting around on. So yeah.
1: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I've just anything that I've want that I've wanted in life, I've just gone out and got it myself, basically. Because yeah.
1: That's very good. Having the determination is uh, is definitely key. You know, having the resilience as well, um, just pushing through, just pushing through. Um, so, Winnie, what is the vision of Winnie, Alexander? What gets you the most excited about the years coming, the years ahead?
2: The years coming, the years ahead. Um, well, um, let's see. At the moment, when it comes to writing, um, I literally have about 21 books. I'm looking at them now. Yeah, We <laughs> got about 21 books that are drafted and yeah. need to be finished and I need wow. to get them published and done. Like, um, it's like one morning i wake up, I have a new idea for this book. I have a yeah. new idea for that book. And I just keep getting the ideas down on papers. The chapters are building. I yeah. just need to get them all finished. And it's kind of like, I feel that's something that i need to do but i know that once i've written those and they're done more books will come the ideas will keep coming because there's yeah. so much going on in the world you know
1: mm-hmm. and
2: every time i kind of you know kind of watch the news or see other things happening in, in the world and yeah. things that we're having to situations that we're having to you know be faced with every day a new mm-hmm. idea you know how can we how can we resolve this you know mm-hmm. we're aiming for a for world peace, I'm a very optimistic person, so, uh-huh, you know,
1: uh-huh,
2: like, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, and the children as well. In the future, I want to see the next generation kind of, you know, helping the planet, and it's happening yeah. already, it's happening already, because, you know, we're surrounded by a lot of children, you know, walking around, you know, um, yeah. um before their age like you know they're like old people in little people's bodies you know mm-hmm. they're very white mm-hmm. a lot of them these young ones yeah. you know it's happening already you know we're learning from them already but my hope for the future is that they take the reins you know and really kind of put things right you know mm-hmm. and kind mm-hmm. of move into politics and kind of change like you know world leaders I want to see like our children like being groomed like world leaders and get the world right get the planet right yeah. no, it's not- from the planet, you know, get on with the Greenpeace and just sort things out, you know. Mm, yeah. um, and I would inspire young people nowadays if, if they love writing, you know, put pen to paper and write about something that you care about, something that you're concerned about, like climate change, you mm. know. Like, start putting the ideas down on paper from now because the thing is, when, when kids are young and they've got that fresh kind of, you know, that fresh mind, um, they've not been contaminated as yet by the world, should we say, as adults. True. Um True. get it on paper now. Um, yeah. because the thing is, like with myself, when I used to write short stories when I was younger, obviously you get to a certain age where, you know, you have kids, things change, you become an adult, life becomes a lot more, you know, difficult, there's pressures there and you kind of forget about things like writing. Yeah, um yeah. And then later on, when you kind of become a little bit more content where you are in your life, you might go back and think, okay, I remember writing this when I was seven years or when I was 17 years old, Mm -hmm. you know, at a place now where I can complete this. I've got more knowledge now. I can finish this book. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So focus, um, we need to focus on, on the young people and striving them forward and, um, yeah, helping them to express themselves in a positive way, you know, whether it's through writing or through music. Yeah, I've seen a lot of, you know, young kids coming up. Whether it's rap or R and B, soul, a lot of the music that is coming through now, it's it's with a positive message. You yeah. know, yeah. not all, you know, crime and and you know, girls and alcohol and whatever. Yeah. A lot of it is is positive lyrics. You know, mm-hmm. whatever way you want to get that message out there, get that message out there. So, yeah.
1: yeah. That sounds excellent. So finally, Winnie, where can people connect with you? Social media, website, what's your website, URL, your social media links?
2: Right, so my social media links. Okay, so you can find me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just type in Winnie Alexander. That's W-Y-N-I-E Alexander. You can also got get me on let's see instagram um, so you can get me on instagram if you type in lovely 9 so that's basically l u v l e e on sorry l u v underscore l e e 9 <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i'm on uh, instagram on there and also you can also get me on instagram on um, author of manifestation so you can get me on author of manifestation on instagram or you can get me on author of manifestation.wordpress.com um yeah so i've kind of author of manifestation i kind of came up with that name as the umbrella to cover all of my books basically Uh, um and that is me the author of manifestation whatever i put down on paper i don't just want you to kind of read it and put it down. I want you to take something away from it. You yeah. know, I want you to manifest something out of it. Yeah. You know, like I said, with the trophy, trophy hunting, Ali's Cats in mm-hmm. the Mythical Journey, by the time you read that book, at the end of that book, um, you know, you will want to hopefully go out, whether you protest, whether mm-hmm. you start up some campaigning against mm-hmm. the killing of wild animals, hopefully, you know, you'll be compelled and inspired to do that. You'll take something away from it you know, um and it's not just uh trophy hunting. it's also kind of refers to um neglecting, you know, our everyday pets, you know, oh, sometimes yeah. we're walking down the road and we're seeing stray dogs, seeing stray cats, you know, and I'm a I'm a very empathetic person, you know, oh, I will kind yeah. of put myself in their shoes and you know, I've you, you see like cats abandoned and, you know, in the park and they're having kittens and people just think, you know it's okay to do that and it's not you know Mm -hmm. we're all living beings we all deserve to have some kind of good quality of life Mm -hmm. animal or non-animal we should you know and you know it's the same you know with babies you know women are actually struggling and dumping babies in plastic bags in in bins outside it's it's you know it's terrible so yeah so all these little things that are happening around me that I see and disturb my spirit Mm -hmm. I have to on paper, I have to. Mm. You know, people need to. Yeah, people need yeah. to recognize what's going on, and let's make change.
1: Yeah. Well, Winnie Alexander, I do thank you very much for your time, your wisdom, your inspiration to all writers out there, and um, we do thank you very much. Is there any last words that you want to say?
2: Um. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a pleasure, and nice. um, you know, I hope that we can we can share some. Uh, some gems in the future
1: yeah yeah, definitely
2: (laughs) but but yeah my my message to everyone out there just follow your heart follow your dreams don't give up you know um stay creative stay imaginative and express yourself um yeah don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it because there's no such word as can't you can Mm. do it you Mm. know manifest your dreams it can be done Mm. so yeah
1: Yeah, thank you very much for being on the show. Um, I'm your host, Daryl James. This has been a Business Marketing Finance Podcast. We'll see you all next week.
0: Thank you. This is the Business Marketing and Finance Podcast. The podcast for all your business, marketing, and financial needs. Get insight from experienced professionals as they delve deep into their passions and share their knowledge each week with your host, Daryl James like to follow or learn more you know what to do hit that subscribe button now